Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Why yours? Well, I've already got mine. And I'm in a position in life where it's time to give it back. So... I take a lot of pride in going out here and finding the things that will help you and getting that knowledge to you because the regular world doesn't want you to get to it. They're too busy trying to sell you something. So we're going to work on this. I'm doing it on the radio every day as much as I can. I'm also going to do a live bit. Um, coming up here in November, I'm actually going to teach a two-day class in Dallas if you've never been to one or if you've never been to mine, uh, this one will be it will teach everything we need to know about locating, evaluating, negotiating, contract closing, and operating real estate deals, both single-family and multifamily. All that will be in there, which is normally in there, but I'm also going to give you some updated information on how to underwrite properties and where the market is going and how you can benefit from that. So if you want to attend that, you need to go to our website and look it up. Uh, the class is the 18th and 19th in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it's actually in Irving where our office is. Um, we also have a case study the 16th of November, which is in the evening from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And this is where our members get up and show their deals and answer questions and so on and so forth. So you don't want to miss out at least the, the 18th and 19th. Now, if you're a member uh, and you're in a mentoring training program for being a lead investor, there is a lead investor training program coming up on Friday that I'll be teaching. And then Friday night, there's going to be a party. Uh, so if you're a member and you want to attend the party, you don't have to be in the lead investor training to attend the party, just a, a member. Um, but for the lead investor training program, you have to be in that actual program. So having said that, let's get moving on here with what I found in the marketplace. Somebody sent me an email. We're going to hit the email bag today. So somebody sent me an email that says, big, big letters. Odds are stacked against maturities refinancing. And it goes on and says, the TREP analysis of Federal Reserve flow of funds data, there's a mouthful, found in November 1st, lenders grow even more skittish as a wave of maturities approach, showing that $2.78 trillion, not billion with a B, trillion, $2.78 trillion and commercial loans are going to come due by uh, 2000 and uh, what was it, 27, I think they said it was, on here. It doesn't show on here. It didn't print out. So uh, you're talking about this year and three more years. The article's preface is, where do they come up with $2.78 trillion of lending money to bring these loans into new positions? And the question is whether they'll be able to bring that money. I don't think that's the real question. The thing about this that really is interesting to me is that the cap rates that all these properties that these loans are based on were purchased prior to this year. 
that means the cap rates on almost anything that was worth even buying was 4% or lower. Yesterday, I talked to one of my members who's buying a property, which is a Class A, brand new Class A property, just hit the ground and 96% leased up on a seven cap rate. Now, you got to think about that for a second. And for those of you who don't understand cap rates, cap rate is how much you'd earn on the property if you didn't have leverage, if there was no financing. So if there's no financing, you're buying them at a four cap rate. That's a high price. You're paying a very high price and getting a very low return. Nowadays, you're paying a lower price and getting a higher return. So it's a better time to buy now than it was in the last 10 years. The part that's scary, though, is the people that bought at a four cap rate and it affected their value. Now, five years later, they will have had to of raise the net operating income a very large amount just to have their property be worth what it was worth when they purchased it. So the point that this person sent this to me was, let's look at this, you know, from the other point of view. What if these people can't refinance these loans? Well, it's already starting to happen. We're seeing it out there. Um, we're running into deals all the time. And what's happening is, is that the property's coming to market for sale because the loan's coming due, or the interest rate is just killing them. They can't afford to pay the higher. They're on an adjustable rate interest rate. It went from four to 10, and they can't pay it. There's, they can't make the payments. Either that or the time has run out on the loan. Either way, they've got to refinance, and they can't because the property went from a four cap rate to a seven cap rate, which means that whatever it was earning before, that only supported a price it supported a price that was much higher than the price it would support right now. So you can't get the financing to get out of these things. So these things are hitting the market and brokers are going, bring us an offer. I mean, that's the, that's the monologue you're going to hear right now. Bring us an offer. What does that mean? Please buy this thing, whatever price you can get to go through. And what we're finding is, is that many of these deals won't even sell for enough to clear the mortgage. And that means... Either the mortgage company has to agree to take a loss, the seller has to agree to take not only the loss of his equity in the deal, but also pay down the mortgage payment to get to the close, or things are going to go into bankruptcy and we're going to be buying it from the bank. This is the future of real estate here in the USA. Let me rephrase that, commercial real estate here in the United States over the next three years. Uh, like I $2.78 trillion, with a T, is coming due. And the cap rates that all that was purchased at were much lower than what the cap rates are right now. So even if they're good operators, they're going to have a very difficult time. Now, let's say you went in there and you thought you were going to double your money or triple your money over a five-year period of time, and you did it. But then the market took it back away from you. You could get out, might still have a profit. It's just going to be a smaller, much smaller profit than you thought you were going to make. And or you might break even, get your money back, go, well, you know what? You throw the dice up sometimes and the marketplace just goes against you. That happens. But that's where we basically are. And people that are in this situation are going to have to live with it. So what do you do? Well, you either pay the mortgage down. Or you get out. I was talking to a guy yesterday. In fact, the guy that was buying the uh, Class A. And he was saying, you know, Dell, a year and a half ago, you told us to get out. A year and a half it might already be up to two years now. Almost two years. January of two years ago. And so we got out. 
we sold all our stuff. And I said, did you make a profit on it? He laughed at me. I go, why are you laughing? He goes, because you're in the deal, Dell. You made 100% return. I go, oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, I was in that deal, and I made 100% return. It was a great deal, right? So we got out. Now we don't have that problem. So now when these great deals come up again, we've got money to put back into these new great deals. And, you know, probably in this situation, if if this guy gets this thing locked down tight enough and it looks, the numbers all look good after feasibility, you might see me investing in this guy's deal. Just simply because you're buying a Class A, brand new, 2022 construction at a seven cap rate. That's just unheard of. It cash flows right out of the blocks with a fixed rate mortgage. That's the stuff I've been talking about, guys. I've been talking about this now for six months to a year that you need to be on fixed rate mortgages. This deal works with a fixed rate. People go, no, deals don't work with fixed rate mortgages. And this deal actually even works with no interest only period, but it has interest only period also. So the interest only period, it w- if it went away, there would still be enough cash flow to make this deal work. But using the interest only period allows you, you know, a certain period of time, in this particular case, I think it was five years, that you're going to get higher income. This next one, it says, Hi, Dell, my name is Danny, and I'm preferred investor member, and I'd like your opinion. As you know, it's very hard, but not impossible to cash flow rent houses right now. I'm finding a lot of homes that would negative cash flow by $100 or so, but would give great equity capture. At what point would you go ahead and flip a couple? Um, look, Danny, you're falling for the oldest trick in the book. Short-term greed over long-term wealth. Like you said, we are finding deals with massive captured equity. So let's say we're, we're finding them between 50 and 100, 150% captured equity. So let's say you put $20,000 down on a deal. A 50% captured equity would be 10000 100% would be 20000 and 150% would be $30,000 equity capture. I've seen deals as large as $50,000 equity capture. Now, you have to understand, Danny, you're making that money on paper. To be able to buy that, you have to rehab it. And then once you rehab it, you've made that gain. Now, to turn around and sell it means two things. Number one, you're going to get some portion of that gain, but you're going to pay taxes on that money, right? That ta- those taxes, right, are going to eat up some portion. Uh, it's, it's earned income. You're paying ordinary income on this stuff. And whatever tax bracket you're in, that's what you're going to pay on it. Um, the second thing is you've given away the asset. So now you've got this house, you've purchased it, you've renovated it, it's beautiful, you can lease it, and you'd have income. His second mistake here is that we are still buying these massive equity deals with as much as $200 a month positive cash flow. Now, in the old days, we get $500 a month positive cash flow, but if you go all the way back to the old, old, old days, back when I started, we were getting $200 a month positive cash flow. So there's pretty much an arrangement that the harder it is to get into the deal, the better the equity capture, but the lower the cash flow, right? In this particular time and place, interest rates have got it to where it's hard for people to buy so we can steal these properties, yet the interest is eating up the cash flow. When the interest rates go back down, and that's not if, it's when, 
doesn't mean it's tomorrow or a year or two or three. If that were to happen, they go back down. We just refinance down to a lower interest rate, like people did for 10 years in a row on their personal residence and all the rental properties. We just kept refinancing down, down, down. But that's not the thing. The real thing is that you need assets. Because when you own these assets, Danny, you're going to have something to depreciate. And that depreciation is going to allow for you to not pay personal income taxes. It's going to work backwards into whatever income you earn, whether it's from the real estate or whether it's from your personal real estate. If done correctly, many times, these losses, paper losses, depreciation losses can be used against earned income. At the very same time, you're buying a property in the low of the market. The property's prices are down. They're going to go up. In fact, in cities like Dallas, they're still going up, which is bizarre. That's why I said the multifamily properties are going down, but many of the single-family properties, the prices are still going up. They're, they're going to get to a situation, folks, where you're going to buy a property and steal it so low, yet the next person who wants to buy it out there is going to have to pay full appraised price for it. It's going to be quite a spread. But the problem is, and this Danny part of what you're not seeing, is that, yeah, you can buy it and steal it right now. But if it could have sold that easily out there, then somebody else is going to want to get a deal also because it is a buyer's market. So you're losing a lot of the equity that you've already captured in the deal. Either way, you're not doing what we teach here. And if you go to the two-day, you've sat through the two-day, Danny, you see us say, go to the back of the book and write this in. I will not do what Dell says to do. And that happens for, for 34 years I've been teaching this stuff. As of September, I guess it would be 35 years, I've been teaching this stuff. No, it's 34. 34 years I've been teaching, and people still won't listen to me because they want the short-run answer. I was thinking to myself today, I was thinking, i got to get this out to people. I'm here at an old age now. I mean, I, sh- I wish I was... 30, 40 again, man, young and studly, but I'm 67, almost 70. I got a white beard and white hair. You know, I'm not the man I used to be once, (laughs) but I'm once the man I used to be, Uh, whatever the thing is. The bottom line is old is not as fun as being young, but I've got to the point where I have more than enough income to do whatever I want to do. So income is no longer one of my problems. I got 99 problems, but income ain't one of them, I guarantee you. The reason I'm that way, Danny, is because I saved my deals. And the other part is, if you're a lead investor out there, it's because I've never lost money in a deal. So as you go out there and you think, everybody's losing money right now, Dell. Everybody did it wrong. No, everybody didn't do it wrong. The guy I just talked about that I was in a partnership with, he did it right. I've done it right. I've not lost any money. My partners that I've got into deals with not lost any money. It's just the people that won't listen. They've got to do it their way. They've got to go out there and get something for nothing, short-term gratification solved for, the, for their benefit on the deal. Let's move on and see what else we got here. This next one says, my name is AJ. I was just joined Lifestyles. I spoke to John uh, Horn, who suggested I send this to you one day last week. I was in a car and listening to your radio show. You mentioned how most people think their bank accounts are federally insured up to 250000 per account. But through Lifestyles, we members can learn how to use individual bank accounts insured up to a million. 
First of all, that's not what I said. So let's make sure you get this. I did not say through lifestyles. It has nothing to do with lifestyles, right? And it's the people, only some people can do it. So, AJ, here's the way it works. For every person that you have on the account with you, they get another $250,000 of federal insurance. So what I was saying was, if you take a husband and wife, and they put both names on that account, you've got $500,000 worth of insurance. If you take a husband, wife, and two children and put all four of them on there as death beneficiaries, now you get a million dollars. Now, check with your CPA about this. Check with your attorney about this. Check with the bank about it. But that's the way I believe it to be. That's the way it was told to me. And that's the way I'm set up to be able to take and insure the very, very large amounts of cash that I have sitting around from time to time between deals. So hope that helps, and I'll see you at the party. Have a great day. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. A reminder from Dell Wamsley, CEO of Lifestyles Unlimited. Remember this. Sellers, motivated sellers are found, but deals are made. It's valuable information. Learn how to find those motivated sellers and get the deals done. Join our free online workshop and learn how to retire in five years or less at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Once again, that's lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're in the mailbag, and as I said earlier in the show, many times there's way more interesting stuff in an email than just the actual question in the email. Now the next email is rather long, so I'm going to try to just bit and piece it together because not all is really that relevant to the points I'm going to be making it, but we'll start out here, and I won't use the guy's name because I didn't ask him if I could use it or not. It was a personal question, so it says, my name is X. I started listening to your Lifestyles program approximately nine months ago. I have become a huge fan and greatly appreciate your great lessons and possible input into the challenge, challenges in life. Recently, you were discussing several of your businesses, and you mentioned you invest in grocery stores. This sparked an out-of-the-box idea for me, and I thought I would reach out and share a brief outline of the story to see if you would have any interest in helping me secure my first rental property. Now, since I've been a food industry and self-employed for 36 years, I was offered a sales, consulting, and marketing firm for the perishables department of a retail grocery industry and restaurant business. Now think about this. That has nothing to do with what he's done. For 36 years, he's been in the food industry, self-employed for 36 years. Right now, he basically owns a bakery, I think is what it is. I didn't want to give out the name of it, but I think that's relevant to this issue. 
but he's offered a sales, no sales background that he's talked about. Or even if he did, don't you think you should explain that background if you're trying to get somebody to work with you, to partner with you? Consulting, if he's a sales expert and a consulting expert, why would he need me to help him? In 2020, I founded X, that's the name of his company. We were a commercial bakery that produced gourmet pies to retail and food service industry. These things are going extremely well until June of this year when I lost my sublease agreement and without a bakery to operate in, we found a temporary kitchen in, I can't say the name, I don't want to tell where it's at, and it will allow us to produce about 20% of our current volume. So the guy's lost his lease, what it comes down to. So his solution is going to go buy a whole building. He says, I've been looking for a property that will home our commercial production and allow us to retail front for our first retail brick and mortar. Okay, not a bad idea. But again, for our first retail brick and mortar, where's your consultant? Where's the people helping you? How are you going to learn that? Do you have staff that knows how to do that? Completely different thing to sell retail than to sell commercial. Uh, I have found a perfect location, and it has a space, enough space to expand. I'm looking for a partner in the property that can help me get started and the opportunity to purchase 100% back from the partner. You want somebody... You're asking me, but you want somebody to put up the money and the expertise to buy the building. Are you going to pay rent on the building while you're there? Or do you think you're just going to get your place, your business? So who's going to negotiate the, the lease with you if you go and buy a building? The value of the building is based on leases. And do you sign an obnoxiously large, expensive lease so that you can get more value for the building to get a larger loan? Or... Do you go with a low lease so that you make more money in your baking business? Which case you can't get as much money loaned towards the purchase of the property. It says, in brief, the building's 13,000 square feet and has eight spaces for lease. Three of the eight spaces are currently leased. I would occupy two of the additional spaces. So here we go. It's got eight spaces and only three of them are leased. Three out of eight. So this property obviously is a difficult-to-lease property. He's going to take up two of them. The question is, where are they located? None of that here in this question. Where are they located? And are they on Main Street where people could find you? And what are you going to do with the other three lease spaces? Who's going to eat the loss for those? We want to blow our horn as loud as possible and grow into a franchise of 50 locations within the next five years. Okay, so he's got these giant aspirations. For 35 years, he's been baking. And now, out of nowhere, he wants to get into the commercial real estate business and right after that, franchising and become a franchisor. You know, there's no need to put people down for wanting to grow. That's not necessary. One of the beliefs I have is rule number one, never lose money. What are the odds of this deal working beyond the guys just to, to email me and ask me to anybody that he doesn't even know to get into business with him? No prior experience of the commercial real estate transaction he's looking to do. So it means wherever he's at, he doesn't really realize if the building's a good deal or not. With no experience in franchising, which that's what he wants to start. So even if you got him in there, you bought a building, the guy starts doing some baking and you know, gets back up to from 40% or 20% of his volume back up to 100% of his volume. 
doing well. Now the guy's going to try to franchise. I've thought of franchising. I've just every time I looked at it, I go, no way. I'm not even going to think about it. He should be offering either to lease, period, and let the landlord be the landlord and make the profit, or he should be offering to let the person into whatever future profits that are available coming out of this transaction. He's not doing either. So it's not a win-win situation for whoever buys the real estate. The last email I've got here today is a very long article someone sent to me. Mark sent it to me. Uh, the, The article's title is, The Housing Market is Starting to Crack. So in real estate, much of what occurs almost completely on single family, prices are based on comparative market analysis. Now, in the last six months, the prices have dropped 20 percent or more, not everywhere, okay, but in most places. There are still a few markets that are holding out strong, but in most places, they've dropped. So we have to look at how do you value these things? You have to underwrite these, whether it be single family or whether it be multifamily, on whether the property will produce enough income for you that you want to buy it. I see people can only borrow 50% of the price of the property. Why is that? Because the price is 50% inflated. And the bank says, we'll lend you money on the deal, but only at what it's really worth, and it's not worth what you're paying for it. So our 80% is 80% of a number that you're not even close to, which comes to be 50% of what you're paying. And that's not happening anymore unless you're not educated on what's going on in the marketplace right now. Uh, the bottom line is, you got to see what's going on. If you go out there and pay market price for anything right now, you're making a big mistake. Everything we're buying, we're buying below market price. Way below. You know, like I said, across the board, it might be 20%. Some cases, we might get 30 or 40% discount. But it's time that you see that. Now, if you don't understand that and you don't know how to underwrite to those conditions and you need to come to my seminar in Dallas on November 18th and 19th, it's a two-day class on how to locate, evaluate, negotiate, contract, close, and operate, very important, and operate both single-family and multifamily properties. And I'm going to cover in these how you evaluate these deals. And you have to understand that This is the way things are done now. Now, multifamily, we're going to show you how to underwrite and really how to even be able to speak to brokers at this point. Hey, there's a breaking point where I won't go below. There's a breaking point where he won't go below. Uh, We're both going to have our stance. He wants this or nothing else who keep it. And I won't pay that or I just won't buy it because I can buy other stuff. And there's other stuff out there right now that I could get for a lot better deal. It's just I want this piece of real estate. And that's where these problems occur in life, is that when you want something, and myself, like everyone else out there, you have to hold yourself back and go, look, I know I want this, but this deal doesn't make sense. I have better options available to me. Money is money, period. Go earn more money, and then you'll be happy. If you buy something you want just because you want it and it doesn't earn you any money, you could still be unhappy even though you got it. You have to be careful. You have to make sure that it makes money. Now, if you can get something you like and it makes money, now you've, you've hit you know two birds with one stone and you're really where you want to be. And that will be a great real estate investment. We're out there right now. These deals are out there. You need to get out to Dallas the 18th and 19th and see me and learn how to do this so you too can be out there killing it. Remember always, it isn't just the money. It is the lifestyle. 
Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.